Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. You're here with me, Danco, on Market View. And now let's quickly get you up to speed with what's happening in the markets. Asia Pacific stocks are trading lower this morning, with Korea leading away at negative 1.16%, and Sydney at a decline of 1.96%. Japan markets are closed for a public holiday. Now, this follows a bout of selling overnight on Wall Street after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said inflation was still too high and indicated that the central bank. Has more rate hiking ahead. Now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell more than 505 points, or 1.55%, to settle at 32,147. The SP 500 dropped 2.5% to close at 3,759, while the Nasdaq Composite slid 3.36% to finish off at 10,524. Now, just hours ago, the Federal Reserve approved the fourth consecutive three quarter point interest rate increase and signaled a potential change in how it would approach monetary policy. Policy to bring down inflation. The central bank raised its short term borrowing rate by about 0.75 percentage point to a target range of 3.75 percent to 4 percent, and that's the highest level since January 2008. However, it's worth noting that stocks initially rallied following the rate hike when Fed's accompanying statement hinted at a possible policy change in the future. The new statement hinted at the policy change, saying that determining future height, the Fed will take into account the cumulative tightening of monetary policy that lags with. The monetary policy affects economic activity and inflation and economic and financial developments. But given the hawkish tone of Powell's comments, markets soon turned negative as they try to gauge whether the Fed thinks it can implement a less restrictive policy that would include a slower pace of rate hikes to achieve inflation goals. Powell also dismissed the idea that the Fed may be pausing soon, although he said that he expects a discussion at the next meeting or two about the slowing pace of tightening and reiterating that it may take resolve and patience. To get inflation down. Now, economists are hoping that this is the much talked about step down policy that could see a rate increase of half a percentage point at the December meeting and then possibly a few smaller hikes in 2003. Consumer discretionary and information technology stocks were among the worst performance of the day, with big names like Amazon, Netflix, and Meta platforms tumbling more than 5% each, and Tesla and Salesforce fell 5.6% and 6.1% respectively. Now, the Fed's Decision came after the release of strong jobs data, which, with better than expected private payrolls data for October, painting a resilient labor market. Meanwhile, the U.S. Treasury yields also moved wildly, with the yield of the 10-year Treasury last trading roughly three basis points higher than 4.086 after falling below 4% earlier. The policy-sensitive two-year Treasury yield last traded seven basis points higher at 4.613 percent. Now, bond yields had initially dropped sharply after the Fed's new statement hinted at a possible policy change, but this soon rolled over after Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said that the terminal rate will still be higher than expected. Now, meanwhile, days after Russia suspended support for grain exports through the Black Sea, it has agreed with Turkey to rejoin the UN-administered grain export corridor from Ukraine. Now, this comes after Russia said it had received assurances from Ukraine that it would not use the humanitarian maritime corridor for military purposes. The revival of an arrangement aimed at easing fears of global food insecurity came as Washington said it was increasingly concerned that Russia could use nuclear weapons in its campaign in Ukraine. But Russian President Vladimir Putin. 
Putin says Russia could also leave the deal again if Ukraine violates its guarantees, though Moscow would not interfere with grain deliveries even if it did. Now, Moscow had warned the route was dangerous for shipments without its participation in the agreement, but some deliveries from Ukraine still went ahead on Monday and Tuesday. And back at home, we are currently 11 minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times Index finished about one-third of a percentage point yesterday at 3,141. A take a look at how we are performing today. Looks like we are also following what the global markets are painting. We are down 1% today and the STI is currently trading at 3,109 points. And here are some stocks that are worth watching out for today. DBS reported a 32% year-on-year rise in net profit for the third quarter and this is supported by higher net interest margins, healthy roll momentum and a stable fee income. The company's net profit for the three months ended September stood at $2.24 billion Singapore dollars beating a $1.87 billion consensus forecast. Now, the lender declared a dividend of $0.36 per share for the period, up from $0.33 in the year-ago period. And this brings the total dividend for the nine months ended September 30 to $1.08 a share. Singpost, despite attaining a record half-year revenue of approximately $959 million, the postal service company reported a loss of $9.9 million for the first half of the fiscal year ended September this year. This comes amid higher operating expense and higher put option redemption liability of $21 million on freight management holdings. And of course, we have also taken a look at NetLink NBN Trust and the fiber network infrastructure provider posted a 36.1% jump in the net profit to $54.6 million for the half year ended September 30 compared to the same last year period. Now, this came despite a slower rise in revenue due to significantly lower operating expenses and NetLink reported a distribution per unit of 2.62 Singapore cents, up 2.3 cents from a year ago. And that's it for the local markets. And let's bring on Raushan on the show now. I believe you have something on your radar. Thank you so much for that, Dan. That was a very holistic coverage of what we need to look forward to in the market. Yes, I am tracking some things. We wanted to talk about Russia because of the resumption of that trade deal with Ukraine. We've been covering that story a lot on this show. Last week, me and uh, Ryan were speaking about it. And just to recap, Russia has agreed to resume a deal allowing safe passage of Ukrainian crop exports, abruptly reversing course after Turkey and the United Nations pushed ahead with shipments over Moscow's objections. Now, wheat prices dropped because of the news and the Kremlin's pullout from the agreement seems to be because Vladimir Putin has received written guarantees from Ukraine that the safe passage corridor won't be used for military purposes. Now, I believe it's good news because there was the threat looming large of food shortage. So it's good that they're going to be continuously using the Black Sea Corridor to transport crops. But what is the weighing on the market because of this, Dan? Yeah, I mean, as you know, you know, initially we looked at, you know, how wheat prices were responding to Russia's exit and they rose more than 6%. But now we're currently seeing world wheat prices falling more than 6%. So it's, it's a leveraging on that. Mm, mm. And this is after Russia said that, like you said, we'll rejoin the UN sponsored deal guaranteeing grain shipments out of Ukrainian harbors. And this also comes across after Russian defense ministry said they have received the assurances from Ukraine that it would not use the UN designated safe corridor for shipments in connection with any future attacks on Russian shipping. All right, then there's just one more thing I want to talk about, and that's the news coming out of China that it's ordered a seven-day lockdown of the area around Foxconn Technology Group, which is the biggest iPhone makers in the world. That main plant is in Chengchou, and 
China has ordered that it be locked down for seven days because there's been a threat of COVID-19, an outbreak of COVID-19, and the lockdown will last until November 9th, the local government said in a statement posted to its WeChat account. It ordered people and vehicles off the street except for medical or other essential reasons, a prohibition that threatens to cut off flow of additional workers and components needed to rev up production ahead of the holiday season crunch. I think the wider issue here is not that there's going to be a lack of iPhones. I don't think that's the issue here. I think... Yesterday, me and Ryan were talking about the possibility of the ending of the COVID-0 policy. And then just a day after, the foreign ministry has come out and quashed those rumours of COVID-0 policy ending. And then now they've slapped this lockdown. What are the markets saying? How is it responding to this news? Well, I mean, if you look at it now, the lockdown comes at a very crucial time for Apple, you know. Just recently, they have posted better than expected results. But they also warned of a holiday slowdown, right? Mm. And, you know, they also launched their iPhone 14 during an unprecedented slump in the global electronic markets. You know, while they fared better than other smartphone makers, the company has decided to back off plans to increase production of its new iPhones this year as well. So I suppose you can also also look at it in a way where we can see a slowing growth in the near future and coupled along with this I suppose it might be a little bit more difficult for Apple to tread the waters in the current economic conditions. At the risk of sounding too speculative almost if China continues to persist with this COVID-0 policy and with the biggest plant being based in China, Foxconn Technologies if it continuously has to undergo these kind of lockdowns which affect production do you think Apple then is, should almost consider setting up elsewhere. Uh, that's a possible solution to look at. Currently, if the disruptions continue to threaten their, their production, right? And Apple is currently, they've orchestrated this really nice supply chain mm. distribution throughout the world and they rely quite a bit on China's ability to produce for to them. Export, yep. Yeah, so I suppose it's a good time for them to start considering other places as well to ensure that, you know, they have a proper supply yeah, chain. Supply chain yeah. Yeah. yeah, certainly. Danko, thank you so much for joining us on Money FM. Listeners, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 we've kick-started things with market view before acting on the information on money fm please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app that's a-w-e-d-i-o available on google play or the app store